0: sorry, I'm, I regret bumping into you. Well, I think I recognize you. Yes, I do. My gosh, I think we used to work together, didn't we? Well, perhaps we did. And so let's talk about our lives today. Let's talk about acquaintances. Let's talk about friends and let's talk about life companions. Let's talk about fully impacting your life. Let's talk about participating in your life. Let's talk about being alive and feeling the tingle and participating in your life through full impact mindfulness. And one of the ways that we promote that on this program, through this philosophy of life, through this design for living, is to fish without bait, to have a lifetime without definitive expectations or trying to live up to the unrealistic expectations of others. Welcome aboard. Jump on. Jump on the bus. Buy the ticket. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, could you uh, tell me what your thoughts are on an acquaintance? What an acquaintance is?
1: Well, acquaintance is not that maybe inner circle, but just uh, somebody that you interact with on a regular basis.
0: Somebody that you interact with on a regular basis. Somebody that You don't know all that well, Uh, perhaps it's a a superficial type of uh, relationship, perhaps uh, as you are uh, definitely interested in professional wrestling, perhaps it's somebody that you occasionally uh, see and talk to at a wrestling match.
1: Oh yeah, certainly. I, I have a lot of those, you know, the familiar face that you see every time there's a wrestling show, every time I'm at a technology networking event or something, right?
0: You run into you run into those type of like minded people whose commonality you have with them is your uh aficionado of wrestling.
1: But they're not necessarily the person that I'll call up when I have a problem. Tell me what a friend would be for you. That would be that person that I can call up and, and ask for a favor or or ask for some help or, or be you know, be more than willing when they have a call out to help them. At times we do move beyond acquaintances to friends To life
0: companions, could you tell me what your perception of a life companion is, Mike?
1: Well, that would be your husband, your wife, your partner, your—and thinking extendedly, uh, your your best friend.
0: Your best friend, somebody who would be with you. And a dictionary can only give you the definition of a word. It struggles with giving a word meaning. Only life experience can give a word meaning. Only life experience. So as we refer back to the Buddha. The Buddha talks about false friends. The Buddha talks about takers. The Buddha talks about talkers. The Buddha talks about flatterers and reckless companions. So when you think of someone being a taker, what comes to your
1: mind, Mike? More often than not, is, is, is asking for help.
0: Right. a taker. A taker is simply that. A taker asks. A taker, however, gives little. And only offers when there's something to gain for themselves. How about a talker? I'm sure you have many acquaintances that are talkers.
1: Uh, Yeah, the ones that really want to get uh, every word in edgewise.
0: Sure, the ones that are always promising. The ones that are offering you empty praise. However, are often full of excuses as to why they can't participate more fully into your life. And then there's the flatterers. Tell me about flatterers,
1: Mike. Oh, they always have something good to say about you.
0: They always have something good to say about you. And actually, they validate all your behaviors, whether good or bad. Flatterers often say one thing to your face and another behind your back. And then quite often what we have is what the Buddha would call reckless companions, one who engage in activities such as gambling, drinking, drugging those type of reckless behaviors, and that's the only commonality that you have. So quite often when we deal with people in addiction, Mike, the only commonalities that you have with reckless companions is that particular activities. Sometimes I'll ask people, how many of these people wouldn't even know what your birthday is or the color of your eyes or perhaps your color of your children or your birthday or who your parents are or even where you live?
1: And these are the people that, you know, Unfortunately, maybe that's who they consider their friends, and they, you know, if they have to change. What's wrong with them? Then they would have to uh, not have those friends anymore, and it's scary.
0: Yes, and Tar, let's let's uh, delve into that world of scary a little bit. And I know you're uh, you're a big proponent of social media. However, social media has given a new twist and a new expansion to the definition of what friends are. What some people gain their own self worth by how many likes they have on a particular post how many hearts that they get what does that mean to you how do you explain that
1: there's definitely a a sense that uh you know people are just looking for that mass appeal and that mass being liked right and those mechanisms give you a little bit of endorphins every time you see uh, a new like on your on your photo or video or tweet right
0: Yes, yes. And quite often we judge how well or how deep or beneficial something that we say is by how many people engage us back.
1: Right, right. And it's also, there's a different level of there's the likes and everything, but how many people are actually responding and engaging on a deeper level and having a conversation around it.
0: Sure. So sometimes I'll call the people who give the likes as simply flatterers, Mike. Simply flatterers. So the Buddha talks about true friends, differentiating them into helpers. And endurers, mentor friends, and companion friends. So the Buddha talks about the seven qualities of a friend. And keep in mind, these are not only qualities that we look for in others, these are qualities that we try to cultivate ourselves. As in previous podcasts that we've done, Mike, we've talked about rather than finding yourself, we're talking about creating yourself, are we not? Absolutely. So what the Buddha talks about is do you give what is hard to give? Do we do what is hard to do? Do we endure what is hard to endure? Do you have a friend that reveals secrets to you? And more importantly, do you keep the secrets that are given to you? Do you not abandon your friends? Or do you have friends that would not abandon you? When misfortune happens to another person, do you back away from them? So what we're looking for, Mike, is when we're looking for true friends, are you looking for someone who's profoundly wise or profoundly rich? So when we're looking at a helper friend, we're looking at someone who provides protection for you, gives you refuge, shelter in a storm. Endurer friends are people who are with you in good times and in bad We talk about fair-weather friends often, do we not? When I'm talking about friends and I'm talking about, what I'm talking about life companions, I'm talking about people who would stand with you at the end. If we refer back to previous podcasts, Mike, we talked about what's important in your life. We talked about if everything else was stripped away from you, your health, your money, your education, your home, who would be standing with you at the end? These are the relationships you want to add to and reinforce. This is where we talk about becoming the observer of situations, thinking at situations to determine who your real and true friends are, not just the shiny, the shiny new thing that we have that we have to have. And when we talk about mentor friends, we talk about friends who not only point out when you do well, they point out perhaps when you're going down in a wrong direction. when we talk about friends who point out when you might be reacting to situations, perhaps out of an emotional mind. And a, and a real friend, a mentor friend might be saying, is that a wise mind choice? Let's step back and let's let's think this thing through. And when we're talking about compassionate friends, we're talking about people who do not take delight in others' misfortunes. So there's a German word called schadenfreuden. And have you familiar with that, Mike? I've heard it before, yeah. Yes, it's a German word for people who take delight in the misfortune of others. And isn't this Really and truly what some of this voyeuristic activity that's involved in the media today is?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, and we get to see so much of it. I mean, why do you watch the news all the time? It's all bad news. Do we watch these reality programs? Do we participate in these media
0: events sometimes to see to have people succeed? Or do we see to watch them fail? We like to see the celebrities taken down a notch. Indeed. So most of the times, uh, and please don't think that I'm uh, discounting NASCAR, however, many people go to the event simply to see a what? A crash? They go to the event simply to see a crash. Something spectacular. Yes, something spectacular. And we often think of how badly that other person may be hurt. So people who take delight in the misfortunes of others, either these are the type of individuals we want to stray, stay away from. So we talk about often about the positive waves, the positive energy that we emit, and avoiding negative energy. And we often talk about having people avoid situations where they can be emotionally vulnerable, do we not? We often talk about if you're a great bowler, Help us understand why you want to insinuate yourself into a
1: golf league.
0: Uh, really, really, and truly.
1: I feel like that's happened before too, because we've had how many great basketball players say, "I want to take my hand up at baseball." Right, right. So what we do is we build from strengths, talents, and abilities.
0: Do we not? We look at the foundation and we look at simplicity. We took it. We look at the values. We have often talk about building values and finding values in our lives, do we not? And we often talk about surrounding ourselves with people who enhance those values that we already have. How many people do you know that are looking for that reaction or looking for some type of a charge in their life and looking to maybe engage in reckless activity? How many people do you know, and unfortunately, particularly young ladies, who look for reckless companions rather than someone who truly loves them?
1: Absolutely. In some of my work, I work around a lot of people, encountering like like the, the the poor the poor girls that that have like just a excuse me an asshole for their significant other, and and that that is like demeaning them in front of me.
0: And these relationships seem to perpetuate themselves. They move from these disparaging. Diminishing relationships one after the other. And even when they found someone who treats them well, they generally sabotage or jettison that that relationship. As, Mike, their own self-concept, facts and information they know about themselves are so skewed that they believe that they aren't perhaps worthy of being with somebody that treats them well, okay? So my suggestion is, when you're looking for a friend If you're looking to be a friend, you might want to add a disclaimer onto your profile or what you're looking for. The emotionally needy need not apply. I suggest you not look for someone to fix or someone to fix you. Relationships, friendships, life companions are not like geometry. Two halves do not make a whole. So when we walk through life, please do not look through your life with definitive expectations. Have that beginner's mind. Be open to possibilities. However, if we're looking for certainties, we'll certainly find them. Or walk through our life with bitter disappointments and regrets. To be a friend. To have friends. To be loved. Be lovable. Make yourself friendable. And if you want to learn how to do that, look back through our previous podcast. Learn how to fish without bait. Not only fully impact other people's lives, first fully impact your own. Until then, do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another honest day.
1: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.